Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Game Junk Podcast, episode 141, recording on Monday, March 13th, 2023. My name is Frank. My name is Sean. And my name is Andrew. And a little late this week, but we're going to be celebrating Mario Day, and we'll be revealing (laughs) our top five Mario games of all time. And talk a bit about what we played. Other than that, not a whole lot of news in the world of gaming. I did check out the Capcom showcase. There is literally nothing to talk about, but Sean and I did play the uh, Resident Evil 4 demo, which we'll talk about as well. How are you guys doing? All right? Doing great. I'm doing okay, except I'm having some computer issues. The new (laughs) computer is on the fritz, so if I magically disappear... And there's some editing that people see. It's because my computer has just decided to go kaputs, and I had to restart. We'll keep an eye out. Let's get these Mario picks in quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's do it. Quick show. Quick one. All right. Uh, let's get into it. Our top five Mario games of all time. As usual, Sean messaged saying, well, what's the rules for this list? And... <laughs> As usual, I replied, we will figure it out on the show and shame people who did it incorrectly. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I did platformer classic Mario games. No Mario Kart, no Mario Party, no Mario RPG, no Mario Tennis, no Mario Golf, no Mario uh, Missing in Time. Only traditional Mario platformers. How about the two of you? That's what I did at first, and I was like, this list is kind of boring, so I had to switch it up. I couldn't resist, Frank. You know Oh, my God. I knew you'd (laughs) fuck it up. I knew it. This is like the easiest. Even if you do like a Google search. Oh, sorry. uh, If you even do an internet search, you and say best Mario games ever, even those lists, all the top results are just classic Mario. They They don't complicate things because it would get very complicated. Mario has appeared in a lot of games. So I, full disclosure, I think Sean did this on purpose, just to add a little spice to the proceedings. I think it's a bit of a a hero move, but whatever. <laughs> At least we got a little content out of it. Huck, what about you? What the fuck did you do? <laughs> well, um, prepare to be disappointed, my friend. Because I think I also put some games that you'll be ashamed of on my list. So nice. this was so we simple. <laughs> we should have had all all had the same five games. One of us would have had Mario three. One of us would have had Mario Brothers interchangeable. And uh, one other game on my list would have been probably Mario Brothers two for you guys. And we would have been done. But here we go. Well, Look at how exciting it is now. Look at how exciting. Like, who knows what's going to be on these lists? It's not supposed to be exciting. It's supposed to be a document for history, for people to know what the realist video game podcast said the top five Mario games are. But anyway, I'll Mm. have my list, so we'll have something concrete. There we go. We got the one, the voice of truth, right? That's what we need. There There we we go. All right. Well, who wants to go first? I, I can kick Let it a, off. A polluted list go first. Yeah, I'll get the, the weird <laughs> ones out of the way. Uh, well, got to start with number five. Um, this is a 
you know, I'm sure our good friend Jay is going to be a fan of this pick, but it had to go in here. <laughs> Dr. Mario, baby. I mean, trying to come up with a, a Tetris clone or something similar to Tetris, not an easy task, but they did it. And uh, it's still one of the most classic Mario games to this day. Classic puzzler. There you go, Frank. I don't even think this is a hot take. Dr. Mario sucks. It's not even a good puzzle game. <laughs> it's like random virus patterns. You're just waiting for certain things to fall down the screen. There's no agency. It is not a well-designed puzzle game. No if you're going to go, Whoa. if you're going to go Mario adjacent puzzle game, you might as well go Yoshi's cookie or something else. I would accept that. But Dr. Mario, while a clever well, I, conceit I, I, is not a good puzzle game. I will say that all my picks had to have Mario in the title, so Yoshi would not count. That's my line I didn't cross. Wow, what a line. Fair enough. <laughs> so no Luigi's Mansion? No. At least you had some standards. <laughs> That's good. All right, Huck, you're I, up. I, I must say, I'm I'm kind of with Frank. I've tried Dr. Mario probably two or three different occasions, and I've lasted all of two minutes each time it is a painful game i don't i don't know why there's so much love for that game but to each his own my number five mainly because of the innovation factor super mario 64 on the list because it was the first game that really i mean it didn't master the the stick to control and like for movement and then a camera obviously was limited by the n64 controller but I think the movement on the analog stick was pretty close to what we have now in terms of, you know, fidelity. Obviously, things are much better with motion matching and other types of animation technologies. But in terms of gameplay, I feel it was pretty good for what they were working with. Obviously, the camera could use some work because you did not have a second stick to control the camera and you were using those C buttons. But I thought for what it was and for the puzzles it offered in the game, it deserved the number five spot. Well, Huck, I didn't have it on my list and I just changed my list. <laughs> you conjured up memories of going to Walmart and playing the demo of Mario 64 and just the majesty of its release. It, it Compared to other 3D Mario games, it does not hold up quite as much, but some of the stuff you were saying, it established the, the now famous Mario double and triple jump flip, the, mm -hmm. uh, the Z backflip and long jump, some, uh, some good and still Staples. established ways of controlling Mario. The one failure point of Mario 64 is the, because analog was the rage like the idea of sneaking up on a piranha plant and using like partial control, just a complete failure. Uh, no way. But there's not, too, there's not too much of that. And the last two levels are pretty, yeah. pretty rough. The first, I would say almost the last half of the levels. Yeah. The first seven are absolute dynamite. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very good game. So that's your number five now. You yeah, slotted I in. switched it to number five. Oh, so Jeez, this guy what was your influenced by everybody else now? So what 
What was the game that just got booted out? Super Mario 3D World. Mm. But another reason why I decided on that, when the 3D collection came out on the Switch, I played all I almost did all 120 stars in Mario 64. When Mario 3D World came out on the Switch, I, I really didn't stick with it. I started it and abandoned it quickly. And in my head, I was still under the power and majesty of, spoiler, Katsuit Bowser, which is one of the greatest final bosses of all time. But I, you know what? I pushed it to the side and made a rational decision. And Super you know, Mar- one, Super one other thing I just thought about, about Super Mario 64 is it definitely added that 3D exploration that no other game had had. You know, like Super Mario World kind of had some exploration with the hidden keys and stuff, but you weren't exploring the world freeform like you were in this. And even just like having to find where the levels are was something pretty unique at the time. Do not underestimate the metallic chrome liquid. Uh, (laughs) Like that's, that's stuff right. still pops and mm-hmm. well, not everything still feels that good. Most of it does. Most of it is still pretty playable. I love mm-hmm. the giant world is awesome. The first three, no, the first two very simple levels are still absolute bangers. Agreed. Snow I mean, level. You could call it uh, one of the first, open world games maybe even i don't know like it, that that's kind of the the feel small of that world, but yeah yeah what about uh what's the worst thing in mario 64 i know what my answer would be just the controls it's just frustrating to play i find but the camera yeah the camera more i guess the correct answer is the flying hat controls absolutely brutal like having to gain momentum and fly back up. Uh, it, it is absolutely horrible. It's okay. okay. Once you master it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no one is mastering that trash. It's terrible. <laughs> All right, Sean, you're up. All right. Number four. I mean, this one isn't that outside the box, but I think it had to be mentioned. Super Mario Maker 2, which, you know, I've played the story mode whatever you want to call it and i've dabbled in building levels i'm not like there's people that are hardcore into this game but i think that's what's kind of cool about it is there's this whole community of like insane mario levels still being made to this day like just either super hard levels levels that tell like weird interesting stories like there's just so much people have done with this this game uh that has built on the uh you know, the basis of just Mario platforming. So I don't know if they're ever going to make a part three because two pretty much has everything you need, but uh, it's, it's pretty great. Sean, is this list your list or your friends and children's list? It is my list, baby, my (laughs) list. All right. Huck, you're number four. (laughs) Yeah. So, I, I've actually never played... My kids have played Mario Maker, but I have never played it, so I have no comments on that one. My number four, the first one Frank's probably going to be uh, upset with, Super Mario RPG. There it is. 
And I, I, you know what? I went back and tried to play this game. It is kind of hard to get into now. It's a little dated, but I still remember it was the first game I remember playing that in the turn-based battle had a timing mechanic where you could get bonus attacks if you timed it right with the Mario jump and with all the other characters as well. Also, it added, you know, new characters to the Mario pantheon, I guess, of characters. And I I don't know. I just really thought the story was was great. I thought the gameplay was great. Being able to find secret boxes all around the environment and stuff was cool. Um, I really liked it at the time. I have not played it in many years, but I really, really enjoyed it and have fond memories of playing it through a couple times. So number four, Mario RPG, Super Mario RPG. My number four, also based on memories and nostalgia to a large degree, Super Mario Bros, or Brothers, to some of us. And the original NES game, not the original arcade game, I feel like it was the first video game I really played that wasn't Pac-Man. It left a very large impact uh, on me, if I was going to say why it shouldn't be on the list is because I probably used a lot of warp zones to beat it. I, I don't know if I really yeah. love this game, but I did. Re- I have replayed it at some point, probably in my early 20s was the last time and the lost levels I think I did as well, but it is still hard to deny the influence of this game and uh, the quality. And if there, if I'm going to say one thing that everyone says about it that I don't think is all that great is talking about the intro that teaches you that these are the good mushrooms versus the bad mushrooms and how the jump is designed to make you get uh, the mushroom. I don't think it's that creative and I don't think it's that good. I think there's a better, there's better ways of introducing mushrooms and blocks and it gets too much credit. Hot take. There you go. Bold statement. <laughs> well, my number three is also Super Mario Bros, um, which, you know, I feel like it does get overlooked and kind of me. I mean, I guess it, it does get credit, but I feel like it's not the, the cool, sexy choice on a list like this. But it's hard to deny, like, you know, coming from like Atari or whatever came before and going to a friend's house and playing Super Mario Brothers on the NES was like night and day. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's, there is a story there, you know, simple story, but there is a story. And uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, I know what you're saying about the warp zone and stuff, Frank, but in a way that was kind of what drew me to the game was like all the little secrets and things that were in it. Like that stuff was amazing. So what number three? Shit, I forget what I was gonna say. I had something not bad too. <laughs> uh, maybe it'll come back to me. Damn it! It was good. It was decent. Oh no! <laughs> the reason why this game needs to get a ton of credit is it establishes all the sounds, like the the key sounds for Mario. I'm sure some of them are in the arcade, but this is where. The theme songs, all that stuff that are one and the same with Mario originate. 
we should have had Jay on this episode to fill us in on the music that was ripped off. Oh, for that's some right. Of the classic Mario themes. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Just Google it. I'm sure you can find it. But yeah, yeah they're almost identical rip off. <laughs> some surprising, like very similar music from around the exact same time that that game came out. Interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, my number three is Mario the, Mar- the Mario Galaxy, the first Mario Galaxy. And I remember this game was kind of a very interesting take on, you know, the 3D open world where you have this like spherical world you're running around. And now there's like you can see the gravity taking place as you get kind of shot around all these planets. And and I remember enjoying this game a lot. I never really got into Mario Galaxy 2. I know Frank will probably argue it's better, but I like the first one. I think is really well done, and it's uh, my number three. Well, my number three is Super Mario Galaxy One. Uh, <laughs> I prefer one as well, and that made a more lasting impression with me. Maybe if you if you're a true Mario head, are you just copying my list, Frank? No, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. Okay. It's close though. I'm, I think the <laughs> top two are going to be the same as well. <laughs> Possibly flipped. But w- what I love about Mario Galaxy, it j- did just enough with Wii controls. The, the pointer to pick up the bits like was an mm-hmm. actual fun mechanic. It didn't lean too heavily on motion controls. Uh, it knew what worked with Mario, and then it refined the design uh, within the planets. I think it's even more refined. Uh, there's some videos in the Game Maker's Toolkit about the the design and how it changed to kind of these this kind of template for a mechanic, which is great. And is I can't remember the name of the director for these games, or I don't think he was director on the first, but the second. Either way, uh, it's it's got great small self-contained ideas and planets. And it was just an absolute joy getting all these stars in that game. Or was it moons? I think it's stars. Might've been moons. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's moon, moons and odyssey, right? Yeah. But I, I think that it's, but it's green stars, I think, isn't it? Or is that the second ones you get in? This is embarrassing. Oh, well, what are you going to do? All right. My number two, I mean, I, it seems obvious, but it's, it's my number two, Super Mario Brothers 3, which, uh, you know, just kind of built. I liked Mario 2. It's not on my list, but, and I know it's kind of like the weird black sheep of the, the Mario series, but, I liked that game quite a bit and played it quite a bit as a kid. But when Mario three came along, it was just kind of like the polish on it, the new abilities that they've added, like the size of the world to me, like felt a lot bigger. And uh, visually I just thought it was amazing. So yeah, I think it's still kind of one of the classic Mario games that everyone refers to, but um, I think it still holds up. Mario Galaxy cool. is stars. Stars, cool. My number two is Super Mario Odyssey, which is still standing up as a great game. 
I think it has a lot of like solid mechanics. I think the hat throwing and kind of taking over the powers changed up Mario in a fun way. Um, I think the areas are pretty unique that you go to and the things you can change into in them. And uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it, but I, I really enjoy this one and think it deserves close to the top spot. Well, my number two is Super Mario World, the uh, platformer for Super Nintendo, which it's very close for one and two for me. They're both great games. I think Mario World is the best 2D Mario game uh, for some of the reasons that have been mentioned. I played it a bit uh, today, actually, because it was... uh, not a, a mission for Nintendo online to play it on the the virtual console or super Nintendo app. And first thing, the art style completely holds up. It is. It's one of the first super Nintendo games, like just kind of block colors, very simple textures, but it, one thing, all Mario games and Nintendo in general, they create art styles that stand the test of time. Mario more than any other franchise always looks good. I would argue there's Zelda games that don't look that great in retrospect, but I can't think of a bad looking Mario game even 30 years later. Uh, So that is definitely a staple of the series and another staple of the series that really felt like they, they started to push it in super Mario world is variety where they, They have lots of mechanics in every Mario game. They don't linger on any of them for too long. Uh, Going back to Mario 3D World, the cherries, the cat suit, you're not getting them constantly. It's actually fun and refreshing when you get them. It's not exhausting ideas. It's it's full of ideas and reusing them over and over and using them sparingly in interesting ways. And that to me is the other thing that makes Mario so great. And, and that includes lots of variety of art, uh, whether it's level, visual pacing, and enemies, bosses, uh, c- cool ideas like the Bowser. The final boss in Mario World is awesome, and any of the the Mode Seven stuff relating to it, stuff where you're grappling on a fence and punching uh, the the greats to flip it and weird Koopas climbing up. Like there's always something new in this game. And I, the, my favorite thing possibly in all of Mario, the coolest thing ever done in a Mario game is the animation of bringing a key to a keyhole and it expanding up and coming down to find a hidden level. That is amazing. Yeah, that is good. And, and Star I mean, World, just the Star World alone. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, this is my number one. It should be my number one. Super Mario World. I it mean, should it's, be. It, it's tough. And I mean, I'm sure, well, I hope we're going to talk a little bit about honorable mentions, but like it's t- the top five is tough because I feel like they're all like it's it's pretty hard not to pick a lot of the same stuff for top five, but if we had a, a, another six to 10, maybe we would have a little more variety, but yeah, super Mario world to me, it's like a lot of the super Nintendo stuff is where they perfected all the kind of 2d games that they had on the NES 
you take it to the SNES and the graphics are that much better. They've refined all the mechanics. Like there's so many games on the SNES that are just, you know, still hold up, still very replayable. And Super Mario World is right there. Like I think they there's so many new ideas added, but you know, it's again building on what came before. A lot of cool secrets. Um yeah, just for me, the the most memorable Mario game. When I was playing it today, the jumping, it takes a while to adjust to the jumping in that game. I was mistiming jumps, getting you know, hit all the dying all the time, and I'm like, man, I don't remember being this shitty at this game. But one thing that is so easy to do that I thought was gonna be hard, I've forgotten how good the throwing mechanic is like just throwing a shell up or the blocks. I went down one of the first green pipes where there's the floating blocks and you have to throw the other blocks up and I hit every one. I'm like, I, I thought I was going to have to do this for, you know, 20 minutes to get them all. And it just, it, it was flawless uh, aiming those bricks. If I was going to give a criticism for Mario world, the spin jump underutilized, also not crazy about the feather uh, floating and back and forth. I like the sound. I like the vibe. Not the most elegant thing to control. And lastly, where does what where does Mario World take place? What's the setting for Super Mario World? Hmm. The Mushroom Kingdom. Who knows? Wrong. <laughs> I, I'm no, making I a point here. I don't recall. Don't know. Dinosaur Land. Hmm. Mm. Well, yeah, it's worth mentioning. Yoshi's introduction. Area. Introduction of Yoshi, <laughs> right. which is amazing. But all the enemies are dinosaurs, or a lot of them are, which kind of gets lost. I don't know if that world building is as strong. If you, I, I, if you went to, you know, a hundred gamers on the street and asked them where does Mario World take place. <laughs> I think you might get 10 people that know it's dinosaur land and they're probably psychos. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Great Huck. Number one for you. Well, it's, it's obvious. It is the only choice and it's super Mario world as you should be ashamed that it's not your number one. My last three points prove reminded me why (laughs) I made my number one, my number. But I must say, even like, the memory of just booting it up for the first time and watching, just watching that intro scroll scene of it showing kind of like all the mechanics and Yoshi popping out of a shell and all this stuff. And you're like, what, what is going on in this game? This looks amazing. Especially the upgrade from like, you know, Nintendo to Super Mario World to the Super Nintendo is just such a, such a bounce in color and variety. And, you know, even things like, getting the feather that gives you the cape and you're kind of like, what's this cape thing? I don't know what this is. And then it kind of takes you a while to master the flight in that game. But even just like the hilarious running mechanic when he's running with the cape on. And he reminds me of like Fred Flintstone twinkle toesing across the <laughs> ground, <He's> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just love it. It's so just so iconic. And, you know, even just like, like you said, going to the star world and finding secret areas and seeing, um, you know, the carrot on the stick of like, Oh, what are these like dashed out bricks? And then you uncover the first one. 
uh, and then you're like, oh, okay, this makes more sense. Now I can find more things and go to new places. And the first time you kind of discover that, oh, if I fly higher, there's actually more to the level sometimes up above than just, you know, the, the band that you see normally when you're running on the ground. And I, I don't know, like you said, the mode seven stuff's incredible. Um, you know, I just really think it's a tight game and we didn't even really even mention Yoshi getting sort of, you know, a quote unquote vehicle and being able to use its tongue to like shoot fire and stuff out. I thought it was just a great, you know, great addition. And, and like you said, Frank, everything is not overly used. You know, you, they give you a lot of stuff, but they pace it out perfectly where you never get tired of anything. You never get annoyed with any one mechanic because it's just like constantly thrown in your face. You know, I think they do a great job of switching up, you know, the underground worlds with the overworld, with the, you know, skyish worlds, with the fish, with the water, all that stuff. They, they just switch it up so nicely. And it's just, it's just could be a perfect game. I remember going to, I think it was IGA and seeing Electronic Gaming Monthly with the giant bullet bill on the cover and losing my fucking mind. I was like, this is the coolest thing I've oh, yeah. ever seen. This giant bullet bill. You know, not a lot of games use scale all that effectively or scaling previous things. And I saw that and I was in immediately and I regretted ever having a Sega Genesis. It was, <laughs> I don't know if I had Never one. Never regret that. I don't know if I had one at that. If I had it at that point, maybe I didn't, but... Man, it was when it was just coming out in Japan because it came out in Japan first and it made the cover. And I was like, holy shit. Remember how good it was when you didn't hear about everything? There were surprises and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're mentioning that it came out first in Japan and that reminded me. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but like when Super Mario 3 came out, there was a whole thing where you could rent from stores around here. You could rent like the Famicom with like a converter that hmm. I guess translated it to English or something. I don't know how it worked, but like that was the first way I played Super Mario 3. And it's just weird how much the world has changed now. But I mean, I guess some stuff does still come out first in Japan, but. Well, my number one is Super Mario Odyssey. And aside from. The jump rope challenge for the hundred skips for a moon and maybe some of the other volleyball challenges. I think it is a perfect game. It's if those two things were fixed, it probably would have been number one on my list. All time games. I've played through it twice. I could play through it again. Talk about variety pacing memorable worlds like totally unique ideas that haven't been done in mario before uh the moon the idea of hats uh there there are just so many cool things in that game and it's also simultaneously an ode to the history of mario with the 2d levels embedded in the walls the new donk city uh finale the song, uh, when you save this, I uh, find help the mayor and have that climax. It has got moments, baby. 
that game sings. It is the best Mario game. It will go down in history as the best Mario game. And uh, I love it. Just fix that stupid jump rope challenge. It's so (laughs) bad. The worst thing. It's so bad. I'm convinced Nintendo did it on purpose. No one could have thought that was a good idea. You know what that was? That was an IGN test. No. Will they give this a 10? (laughs) There's blog posts about how to cheese that thing because it's so stupid. I think they did it intentionally so that people talked about it. And uh, I feel like it's going to be a a black spot on Nintendo's record for forever. (laughs) People will be talking about it for decades. Anyway, those are the Mario lists. Many other great Mario games. We could only pick five. I we might have been better off doing the worst Mario games list. It could have been more fun. <laughs> well, yeah. But I mean, I I should say like I didn't obviously put stuff like Mario Kart on there. It just didn't feel right. But like you know, why is Doctor Mario okay, but not Mario Kart? I feel like it's still just kind of part of the Mario two D platformer world, but. I don't know. I, I guess it's obviously a stretch, but like, yeah, then you start, you start getting into the sports games. You start getting into like Mario party. Like it's just, I don't know. It's impossible to figure out where you stop at that point. But these are the internal um, monologues. A sane person has within three seconds of deciding what this list is. And it's like, okay, obviously <laughs> you only pick Mario games. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Except for Dr. Mario, I guess that that squeezed through the crowd. It has Mario in the title. What can I say? But, you know, uh, I did want to mention the uh, Super Mario 3D World. You mentioned Frank, who got, just got knocked off your list, but I think it's kind of an underrated. It is. I feel like a lot of people didn't play it because it was on the Wii U, although it is out now for Switch. Um, Super Mario Land 2, little underrated Game Boy game. For you. It's very short though. And I just wanted to mention new Super Mario Brothers Wii because I think that was the first one that had the four player uh, co op competition mode, which is a lot of fun. So that was kind of a cool addition. I am not a fan of co op Mario, not one bit. Well, of course. Here's one that I was thinking of putting at number five just to spice up my list i don't know how this would go over donkey kong is donkey kong a mario game i would have accepted it and then i would have ridiculed you because donkey kong (laughs) is shit that game sucks (laughs) i played that pretty recently on the nes on the switch donkey kong is ass dudes i can't believe that game was that popular but what about donkey kong country no, Mario's not in that game. Mario's in Donkey Kong. Yeah, I guess that's true. But I mean, then you open up like, what about Wario games? What about there's like Princess Peach game? What about uh, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker? <laughs> like, I mean, it just yeah. starts to spiral again. But well, next Mario Day, we'll do our top five worst Mario games. The Mario Day after that, we'll do our best Mario adjacent games. And uh, there we go. Perfect. It's Content the gift for that keeps giving year after year. <laughs> Thank you, Mario. Thank Maybe, you. Maybe uh, when the Mario Brothers movie comes out, we should uh, do one of those. 
Just Doesn't like, it come out next week or yeah. a couple weeks? We celebrate April Mario's birthday once a year. Once a year. That's it. Why didn't the movie come out on Mario Day is the real question. It was a Friday. How many times is Mario Day going to be on a Friday? Exactly. What a complete disaster. <laughs> now, I must say, I was close to putting Mario Kart 8 on there. Uh, I love Mario Kart 8, but I also have fond memories of Super Mario Kart and, you know, even Mario 64. But I must say, did I ever tell you guys about my N64 lightning story? Did I ever tell you guys that? I don't think so. So I had an N64 in my house. We used to play, obviously, Goldeneye Mario Kart all the time on it. And we go away up north or something. And my dad's at home and he calls us and he's like, the house was just hit by lightning. I'm, I'm checking everything. Everything seems okay. You know, nothing's on fire. I come back, I turn on the N64 and none of the controller ports work anymore. They are all fried. So I had to, <laughs> I had to, or maybe it was just one controller port worked. I can't remember, but basically the lightning had gone right through the house and straight to the N64. <laughs> How are you going right. to say that the N64 shrunk and spun around? I don't know, maybe. But I could still run the games, but I couldn't play anything. And I was devastated. You know, I come home from a nice vacation. What do you want to do? You want to throw on some Goldeneye or some Mario Kart? And I couldn't control anything. So what did so you do? Did you buy a new 64? Like, Yeah, my parents bought me a new 64 after. I, or, well, whatever. It was covered by insurance or whatever. They claimed it by insurance and then bought a new one. But, but yeah, ended up getting a new ruined? one. Was that? Was there other stuff ruined in the house? Yeah, my dad had like a whole bunch of. So my dad has a big ham radio tower. Oh, okay. that's what got hit. Uh, so it's like you know, seventy feet in the air. He was got, asking we, for it. Our house, our house has been hit quite a few times. <laughs> He's asking, he is asking for, it. for it. Yeah. So all of his ham radio stuff was fried, and then the N sixty four also got it. So now, whenever oh. now, whenever the house, there's a, like a chance of thunderstorm he shuts down like everything he's got like a breaker and there he kills so i mean the ironic thing is that image feels like a 90s video game commercial of like lightning coming down and hitting yeah, an n64 totally. like it does now oh, you're yeah. playing with power <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah that's pretty sweet okay let's uh talk about what we played anyone i thought you want i thought you wanted to touch on yeah, just, um, we might as well mention that starfield uh, was delayed yet again, I believe until September now. I, for one, mm-hmm. would rather a game waits as long as it needs to to make sure it's good rather than release early. Why even release games at all until they're the until they're perfect? They need to be the best game ever or don't even bother releasing them. Just delay, delay, delay. And uh, the Xbox fanboys will defend your decision constantly and nintendo fanboys so i I was just sorry go ahead sean well it's just there's you know the unfortunate thing is you do need to give release dates at some point so even if you know that that date is probably not going to get hit sometimes you gotta give one i and i just thought of another delay which we did not talk about pre-show suicide squad delayed indefinitely which we didn't is talk that, about. Is that official or was that like, I thought it was a report and then they, I didn't know if they ever officially confirmed that. I think it's, official. uh, I believe it's official. I'm seeing it on Bloomberg 
which I don't think would just report on that thing just out of nowhere. I believe the article and, uh, I read said they heard a podcaster tear, like they saw all the warning signs that weren't obvious and they broke down people hard selling the game and how there was no co-op in their co-op game. <laughs> they didn't cite the actual podcast, but that's what happened. We got that game delayed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Definitely. Okay. That's definitely okay. what happened. <laughs> they could thank us for saving hey, the game. Never release a bad game. We saved that. We saved them. Just totally. keep working on it Big until time. it's good. Mm-hmm. I can't. It Starfield will be delayed again, for the record. The last big Xbox showcase, uh, if I recall correctly, they said everything you see here you can play in the next 12 months. And I believe. That Starfield is now out of that window. Ooh, class action Uh-oh. lawsuit? <laughs> I don't know, but there'll probably be a few other games out of that window in the near future. Hmm. It's almost like Sony is absolutely dominating Xbox. And <laughs> people should have realized this three years ago. Uh, okay, moving on. What we played. Who wants to go first? I could go with something. I have been so speaking of Xbox and how awesome it is. I've been playing uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy again because it is leaving Xbox in two days, and I had high hopes of finishing it. But let me tell you, it's not going to happen because <laughs> I I looked at a walkthrough and I'm only like a fifth of the way through the game. I thought I was super far. No, I'm like basically right at the beginning of the game. So. Not gonna happen. I didn't realize the game was quite so long, but I'm enjoy I'm enjoying what I'm playing, and I think the humor is good, and I I think the story is progressing at a decent pace, and the puzzles are pretty decent. So overall, I'm 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 enjoying the game. I wish I had more time to play it, but I could always buy it. I guess if I wasn't such a cheapskate, but that I'm gonna have to revert to the library again. The what a library. Place. It's got to be yeah, available old, at the library. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can get it for like tons of weeks now. No one's playing that shit game. Yeah, it's I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it uh, ends up on an Epic Store free games at some point this mm. year, like around Christmas and stuff like that. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Square Enix releases like the Tomb Raider games. They put big games on those those free lists sometimes. So, Yeah, that's true. Okay, Sean, anything for you? Well, do you want to talk briefly about the Resident Evil 4 demo? Sure. I mean, I didn't play the whole thing. Um, you know, kind of just wanted to save the experience partially, I guess. But I was more interested from the the technical like level of will it play on a Steam Deck. And I tried it out. And just downloading it and playing it, there's this weird visual glitch that happens. Like, it it moves fine, but there's like... I don't know if it's a rendering thing or what it is. There's like these weird black squares that kind of appear across the screen from time to time. Uh, So then I looked it up and they said that you need the beta release of the steam OS. There was some specific thing that you need to, to play the game. So then I updated to that and it played pretty well, actually, Um, you know, 30 to 40 frames per second. And it did have a couple of hitches here and there at first, but it, after a while I was not getting them anymore. So 
yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of impressed with it and I thought it looked pretty good. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, the game itself, it's weird because like uh, we were talking about Resident Evil 2 last week and it's obviously a huge change in perspective and, and all that kind of stuff. But this just feels like Resident Evil 4, which is fine. It's a great game, but I mean, it felt very familiar to me. Yeah, I guess I'm not surprised it runs on the Steam Deck. It, it's I think it's launching on PS4 as well, and it's using probably the same tech as the RE2 and 3 remakes, which were PS4. I thought it looked kind of weird. Yeah, like The character looked shiny, and some of the, the textures looked pretty low res. I don't know. It didn't look bad. I just was expecting to be visually dazzled a bit more than I was. The The lighting is good. The atmosphere is good, but it does. I, I struggle to see the difference sometimes between PS4 and PS5, like quality. I, I could feel it on this game a bit, but I'm still going to buy it and play it. But uh, the, the intro and the lighting and the fog was good, but like Callisto protocol looked better, like much better. And I need to play Dead, the Dead Space remake before this comes out. Yeah, I would say Dead Space looked better, but obviously I'm playing it on the Steam Deck, so not a fair comparison. Um, but yeah, I've heard that Callisto is just better overall in terms of visuals and stuff. Um, but it's still a great game, and I, I will buy it and play it for sure. Because And I loved the RE2 and 3 remakes, so more of the same is fine by me. Was the demo of the opening area? And then you get to the end of the village when the the horde starts coming and you're just holding off people until the 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 moment. I think it's actually how it plays out in the game, right? Where the bell rings and they scatter. Yeah, I, I didn't play to the end, but that all sounds familiar. Uh, one other thing just on that topic that's kind of interesting. I was thinking about this, like, obviously we're still early in the year, but by the time we get to the near the end of the year, people are starting to talk about best games of the year. Like we're going to have stuff like dead space, resident evil four Metroid prime remastered. Like how many of the best games of the year are going to be remakes or remasters? Like it's kind of, kind of weird that way. I'm leaning heavily towards not including any of them on my list. Well, I mean, Metroid prime is just Metroid prime basically like it's just a remaster. So I don't know if that would really count anyway. The other ones I think are a little more of a gray area, but yeah, it's, I I don't know how to deal with it right now. So we'll see. I'm not deciding yet. I agree, but that's currently, if you ask my gut, I would not put them on those lists. Uh, Speaking of visual marvels and survival or survival, I guess stealth. I replayed the last of us part one, the PS five version which I had bought and never played need to prep for the uh, TV junk game junk crossover episode, reviewing the last of us series need to dig deep, get into everything with the game, compare the two, <laughs> see how they align, how they, how they differ. And this game looks amazing. Like the, the remastered version looks awesome. Uh, personally, First thing I did, turn off film grain. I like my video games without grain. I want that very 
like raw uh rendered look with my uh my 3D games so turn off that film grain and enjoy one of the greatest games ever and I platinumed it loved it and uh looking forward to watching the show and I'll probably buy it again and 100% it on Steam when it comes out in a few weeks nice yeah I I uh just started watching the first episode. I made it about two thirds of the way through of the TV show. And I must say they did a good job from what I remember of capturing, you know, the first intro or the intro of that game. So I'm looking forward to seeing the rest. Um, But I, most of my gaming time has been going to Hogwarts legacy, which I believe neither of you have played yet. Is that correct? Correct. Not yet. It is really, really good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's possible I'm liking it a lot because I'm playing it with my wife. She's a big Harry Potter fan. And actually, it's great because she'll be like explaining stuff to me that I didn't remember from the books. And I just finished the last book uh, before playing. I got it in. So I, I felt like I was fully versed of, of Harry Potter lore, but I am not. I forget lots of stuff. She reminds me, which is great. And, um, but overall the opening hour or so hour and a half is really good. I think the, the story's interesting. It keeps you like interested in what's going on and what's going to happen next. Um, I think I'm about four or five hours in and I just got to more of the open world, uh, spot. And I think they do a great job of slowly building the mechanics. So, you know, you go and, when you first get to Hogwarts, you go and you learn like two magic spells and then you go to, you know, other places and you, you, they, they like dribble out a few side quests for you to do. Then you learn another magic spell. Then you go to Hogsmeade, which is kind of like the primary village you can go to outside of Hogwarts. And then you kind of are able to go back and forth between Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. And, uh, you know, there's some story stuff there. And then, you know, they'll, they'll make you learn another spell and then learn more stuff, be able to buy more stuff. And I just, so then now I'm to the point where I've completed the first four major quest lines things. And now they've opened up the open world. Seems like it's going a little like pretty heavy open world for a while now. Like it seems like they want you to explore a bunch of areas around Hogwarts before they pull you back to Hogwarts now to do, you know, another major quest there. But overall, I really like the battle system. I think that's it's what I, really that's well what I was done. curious about. Is it, I assumed it was going to be a take on like how Mad Max was a Batman rhythm game with slight changes. Is it like spells, but Batman combat pretty much? Um, a little bit. Yeah, pretty much. Like there is still like, there's the idea of like the Batman sense yeah. kind of thing going off. And then, <clears throat> There's kind of there's kind of two aspects of the defense. You can kind of do a block, and then if you hold the button down, you do like a like a reverse counter spell. Kind of like a yeah a counter <clears throat> a counter. So and then it like will disable or stun your enemy, and they also have shields on them. So when you do your defensive spell, you get kind of like a shield around you but your enemies can also have colored shields and those color shields relate to you needing to, to cast a specific spell to kind of break their shield. So either it's levitate or, um, 
uh, I don't know, one of the other, whatever the other one is. It's like a, pull, like a polarity kind of, system, like a rock, paper, scissors yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I don't know how many more shield types they're going to add because I have like levitate. I have, you know, pull something towards you. I have uh, a fire spell now. So I don't, I haven't run into any people with a fire shield type thing, but yeah, overall it's pretty good. It's not overly complex. I I'm playing just on normal. I don't feel super challenged yet. I'm kind of dominating every fight. Um, you know, I'll get hit occasionally, but I, the amount of healing potions I have, it's quite a lot. I like over 10 and I haven't really done anything to like buy them. I've just been finding them around. Um, there's also a lot of really cool things in the, the Hogwarts school itself of like things to find and little, you know, secrets to discover and little magical quirks. And they do a good job of having all of it in the world ahead of time. And either they don't explain what it is until later, or, um, you know, you can find someone in the halls that will give you a side quest that'll tell you how to do those things. And there's even a few puzzles like doors with kind of like combination locks. They're kind of like math puzzles that you need to figure out. And you, you kind of need to like figure out the, what everything means. And then you can unlock the doors and get some treasures. The one thing I don't like right now is the inventory seems to be limited. I only have 20 gear slots. They call them. And we looked it up and the only way to upgrade your gear slots are by exploring the open world and then doing these Merlin quests to expand your gear slots. And I've been finding so much gear that I ran out of 20 right away. And the only place to sell them is to go to Hogsmeade, but I'm kind of in the middle of a quest. So I don't want to go to Hogsmeade right now. So I have to destroy stuff, which like makes me lose out on money potentially, which kind of pisses me off. You must get resources though. No. You must. What was that? Sorry. You must get like crafting resources or something like that when you dismantle. Yeah. <clears throat> no, you don't. You get nothing. 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 Yeah. You just destroy it. It's just like you're stupid for not going to Hogsmeade and selling your shit. There's got to be like so, a skill you can buy. Uh maybe later. I that's, mean, that's like so. The, that was like cyberpunk. The first skill you get is being able to dismantle things for small amounts of money. Or mm, something like that. Well, maybe, maybe. So. There's like a lot of stuff I could tell I haven't gotten to. Like I've only been in two classes. I've been in charms and defense against the dark arts. So I haven't um, done any potions or anything like that. So I I feel like there's this whole level of the game I haven't even touched yet. There's like uh, there's stores in Hogsmeade that sell you like the broom and potions and seeds, so you can like grow your own plants and like make ingredients and stuff. I haven't even touched any of that stuff yet. So it says I'm 25% through the story already though, which I find surprising because it seems like there's still a ton of game left, but overall I'm really liking it. Um, I think I I don't recall what it got, but I believe it was rated quite high and I'm, I, I really like it. I I mean, I don't know what other people, what people are complaining about if They are complaining about everything, anything, but so far it's really, really great like the world the world building they do is really engaging and uh yeah anyone who likes harry potter probably even a little bit i think they'd really really like this game it's very approachable yeah Yeah, i mean the reviews were strong i was kind of interested but then i found like a lot of the reviews i was reading seemed to be like listing off all these problems with the game and then they would just kind of be like 
but I love exploring this world because I love Harry Potter. And that was kind of the justification for a great rating. Uh, and I'm like kind of a in between, like I like Harry Potter, but I'm not like hardcore, never read the books, only saw the movies. So I was like, uh, I don't know, is this going to be for me? But, you know, I'll probably check it out at some point. Yeah, the only thing I've noticed so far is just occasional, like there's some rendering issues. I know some one review always mentions there's like the loading screens, which seems to be a contention for some people, but I don't know why they're complaining about that. I mean, you wait like a couple seconds while it loads this giant area on the other side of a door. Like, who cares? You know, there's like a little spinny loading symbol. It's not like it shows you like a big giant loading screen. Um it's just like a little symbol. You have to wait for the door to open a little bit. It's not a big deal. What are you playing on? PS5. I've heard like the PC version has issues and stuff like that. But. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, the loading is so incredible though, on the PS5. Like, I'll start a ga- the game from fresh dead, and I'm into the open world in seconds. It's really insane. Like, like I remember it was Spider-Man too when I was playing Miles Morales. Like the loading is just so unreal on the PS5. Yeah, it's it's quite good. Uh, I was gonna try and play the Castlevania expansion for Dead Cells, and I I bought it on PC, but I'd never really played it on PC, and I don't know if I have to play a certain amount before it unlocks Castlevania stuff or how it gets incorporated. I played it a bit with all... I like on Steam how you can turn off DLCs with just a checkbox and not have them installed, but I'm also confused as to how DLCs work in this game. So, I don't know. I, I was I was reading about it because I'm kind of interested, but like I think you, like you don't need to beat Dead Cells, but I think you have to play a bit for okay. Alucard to show up, and then once he shows up, then you start having that option to do those quests or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Is it just like in that starting area, a different path you go or I think so. Okay. So I'll probably keep playing it a bit. I, I was reminded like it's got great like combat mechanics and it's a, a little hard, but very satisfying combat. So I'm probably going to put it to the side for now and go back to Wolong. long uh, which I did not play this week. I put it on pause for The Last of Us, but uh, I'll get to it eventually. Anything else anyone's played? So the only other thing I was going to mention is I finished High on Life, really? which I had played like a good chunk of and had almost beat like a couple months ago. And then there was this weird glitch they introduced in an update where right before you start the final level, you basically would soft lock and you, you were stuck at that point. Like you reload your save and you're immediately in the soft lock. <laughs> you can't get out. So I had to wait for an update and they finally patched it. And I did the last 20 minutes or whatever it was, but uh, you know, I, I enjoyed the game. I think the humor kind of wore off after a while, but I did like all the variety of weapons and the secondary they had some interesting secondary mechanics on the weapons that kind of for traversal and things like that. So I thought that stuff was actually pretty solid. And, uh, you know, there was a few interesting kind of funny things. Like there's one 
section you do where they're kind of making fun of detective games and there's this guy who keeps popping up and saying like oh we should look for clues <laughs> and like everything you How find they're like <laughs> i don't know i thought it was kind of funny just because we had been talking about detective games and stuff but um but yeah i mean overall not bad i mean it was it was better than i thought it would be i think cool okay anything else for you no, I actually got, I got, I kind of got overwhelmed by the library uh, video game requests. I, I have Dead Space at my house also, and Final Fantasy VII Reunion, which I have both not touched yet. I was hoping to get to them, but kind of Hogwarts has been eating up all my gaming time. So they are, I don't know if I'll get to them, but I really want to try both of those games. So, I feel like Dead Space is week. pretty short. I'd, I'd knock Dead Space out of there and... Oh, you played it? No, no, I just it's it's not that long oh. of a game, like in terms of it's library. Like Hogwarts might not might not even be a game that you can complete with a library borrow, so you might be looking. Yeah, I have a feeling I'll have to bite the bullet and yeah. pay the money. Especially if your your wife's into it. It's I know. At least you got it's the, in my best it's in my best. Go ahead to, to play the game. <laughs> the the the, you know, you're not uh the family can play with you or watch. Yeah, that's you right. Play. Need the quality time. Yeah. Maximize quality time. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that's it for this week. Any, I don't think there's any major releases this week. Kind of slow the next week or two. And then there's a bunch of stuff at the end of the month. I think there's an evil Four the week after that. I think there's something else coming out the 24th on the Friday. Um, I think, uh, Seven, what's that game called? Nine, nine years of shadows comes oh, yeah. out a couple days after, and and not too much. I mean, Last of Us Part One's out on PC at the end of the That's month. That's what I'm thinking of, and I think Sifu finally comes out or on uh, on Steam that Friday as well. Looks like that uh, Tetsuya game comes out on the twenty okay. first, which I think it's has had Chia. a lot of marketing around it. Yeah, yeah, that could I'll, be I'll good. check that out. All right. Well, uh, you can watch us on youtube.com forward slash game junk. Discord links are on there. Uh, Sean is film junk on Twitter. Huck is my angry commute in equilibrium sis. Thanks for listening or watching. See you later. Bye bye.